are listening to Radio Influence. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there this week? How are you? I hope everybody is doing grand. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is doing grand. I've actually had a very exciting week. I uh, I did a little press. I did a little Every once in a while, every once and again, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, you know, I like to I like to chill in the cut. I like to be behind the scenes. I like to, you know, be the one behind the curtain. And I, I'm, I'm the one that makes calls and gets people some shine. But, um, you know, I had a, a pretty cool week and I got to do some a little bit of press. Um, it's not often, but when I do, I do it well. You dig. So I want to give a shout out right now to to my boys. Patrick Flynn and John Lewis over at the bullet.com. That's bullet with an I, not an E. So it's the dub, 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 the bullet, B U L L I T T, the bullet.com. Um, they did a nice little profile with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I think it's funny. Um, it was, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny. It was just like, you know, some of the, the questions, uh, the questions were geared toward a certain, uh, type and so I kind of <laughs> expo- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I I accented I highlighted those elements of the profile. Um, I had a little bit of fun with it, um, but I think it's an insightful profile. It's quick, easy, um, but it, it's fun. They got a cool thing going on over there. So make sure you go over to the bullet.com. That's bullet with an I. Check them out. The segment that I am part of. Uh, or did the interview or profile of what is called Life Behind Bars or Behind Bars. So make sure you check it out. The bullet.com. Shout out to my boys, Patrick and John. Good looking out. Um, Black Moses appreciates you. Moving on. Um, <laughs> the second bit of press that was released, we actually recorded it a few weeks ago and it finally dropped this week. Shout out to my brother, my my my, my guy, uh, I've talked about he's been a guest on the show. I've had, um, you know, I talk about him often. He writes for the magazine. He writes for Sport Bikes Inc. Mag dot com. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's my guy, BT, my guy, BT. So um, BT's got a great new, great new project called Tales from the Gemini or Tales from a Gemini. And uh, it's a it's it's a it's it's more than a podcast. It's more. um it's a podcast, but there's also visuals involved. So like he's doing the whole uh, recording, the, the 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 video as well as the audio. So it's it's a great, great uh, venture for him. And he just launched it. I believe I was his second. I, I might a second episode. First guest, I think it might be the third episode, but first guest. Um, and you know, that's, that's, that's my guy. Everybody that knows BT knows he's the life of the party. He's the life of life. And, uh, he's a comedian by trade, but he's a huge, huge, uh, motorcycle enthusiast. He's, it's, he's a walking vault of MotoGP. He's a walking in seat encyclopedia of MotoGP knowledge. Um, and I don't want to call him a super fan. Um, he'll call himself a GP freak. The guy, he's just on it. BT is just one of those guys that he just knows what he knows. Um, 
MotoGP is his niche, and but you know, so when he writes uh, MotoGP with BT, you can find it every month uh, in Sport Bikes Inc. Mag. Um, he, you know, he he brings his level of moto <laughs> edutainment um, because he knows this stuff, but he's funny, and uh, it, it it comes together very nice. It's a nice package. It's, it's a joy to read his work. It's a joy to hang out with him. It's a joy to call to call BT my bro. Um, love that guy. So he's got a new platform, Tales from a Gemini, and uh, it dropped on his U- the YouTube is I believe Tales from a Gemini. Um, or you can go to his YouTube, which is funnyman6869, um, and, and check that out. It, 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 you know, I had a fun, I had, I had, I had a fun time, uh, hanging out with BT and talking about motorcycles and some of the topics, you know, are, have been covered before, but when, when you're talking with a friend, when you're talking with a buddy, someone, someone that there's synergy with, uh, even old conversations take on new meaning so uh it's it's something definitely worth checking out um love you bt man congrats on your new show congrats on your new platform i wish you nothing but the best um and and again blessed to you know be part of it you know support you bro support you bro um yeah so those were my press like my my my, my points of press <laughs> over the last week and it's you know your boy mr black moses i'm you know i'm just i'm doing what i do i'm doing what i do things are good things are moving um, I've been writing a lot. I've been writing a lot. If you've been following my Instagram, you can you, you've seen some of my new quick videos. I'm going to get back to the YouTube thing. Uh, it's just I, I realized I realized that my message at my age, all the YouTubers and the vloggers, they have that lane covered. And so when I dropped my YouTube earlier this year, it almost went down that same avenue. But I put the pause on it. Um, just because I wanted to re, you don't want to reinvent the wheel, but I wanted to reinvent the message and, you know, with it being my YouTube channel is diary of Moses black. Uh, you, you could, you know, it, it, you'll see that my, my approach is slightly different. I'm not a, you know, my nephew, the killer cam, his vlogs are just next level and they are very true to his personality to his hypeness and and how he gets down and you know um killer cam uncle black moses loves you um and that like i said like he's that 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 age that 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 vibe that's not a 45 year old brother from philly you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's not my vibe um so I'm, you know, I when I dropped earlier this year, when I dropped the YouTube channel earlier this year, it was never to go in that vein or that lane because it's already occupied. And you know why? Why do what everybody else is doing? So I uh, I put the pause on it just as I wanted to refine my message and, and refine the delivery of my message. And we're almost there. So your boy's been writing a lot, and if you've been, as I was saying, if you're checking out my social media you see the clips you see uh me getting a little bit i'm on my panic i'm either on my panic galley or i'm on my ex diavo shout out to my family at ducati uh and, and you know it's it's you know it's your boys having fun your boys getting back to having fun and not really doing a lot of pre-planning there's a lot more rolling of the dice i'm a strategic dice roller strategic dice roller and that's what your boy is doing right now. And, and I've been blessed. I've been fortunate. And, uh, you know, I hope that the opportunities keep coming and that, uh, you know, if, 
opportunity knocks, I'm going to answer. I'm going to I'm going to look out the peephole first just to see who it is. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to be smart about things. Just because I, just because somebody knocking at the door don't mean you open it up. You better look out the peephole and and ask for some identification and say, hey, are you truly opportunity? I need to see some ID, some state issued, some government issued ID that says you are indeed opportunity before I open the door. You know, you can't be too careful. Can't be too careful. <laughs> Listen, man. Um, finally, finally. Uh, in, in this monologue, I wanted to talk about my uh, my Hard Knocks Moto coffee. It's really, really, really taken off. And I'm really, really thankful for everybody that's supporting that that movement. Um, the heart, my Hard Knocks Moto coffee is Moto inspired apparel, mugs, coffee. Um, it, it's, you know, people are digging it. People are digging I me. Mean, I dig it. So I was hoping that my, my peoples would dig it too. And, you know, not to be, not to be disappointed. Uh, the family has supported. The family has supported. I mean, like, it, please, please, please. If you haven't tried some of my Hard Knocks Moto coffee, please do so. Please head to hardknocksmoto.com. You'll see apparel. You'll see accessories. You'll see coffee. You'll see what I call inspirational coffee mugs and inspirational apparel. Hint, hint, wink, wink. When you see it, you when you see it, you'll see it. Um, but uh, it, it's really. It's, it's fun. It's something new that I'm doing. Um, one, you know, like I said, I, 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 it's hard for me to sit still. I have to keep busy. I have to keep active. And uh, it's part of me moving the needle. Remember, boys and girls, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, talked about 2020 moving is about moving the needle. And just because certain things happen, certain things may slow down, certain things and, and progress may slow down. But remember, slow motion is better than no motion. And I'm going to say that again. Slow motion is better than no motion. So 2020, you know, a lot of people were like, yo, 2020 is my year. And then 2020 hit and was like, nah, have a seat. <laughs> we'll just get just we'll just just calm down. Just calm down. So, um, you know, doing doing Hard Knocks Motor Coffee has been something that I've wanted to do. It, it's here. It's popping. Um, and if you're a coffee drinker, please check it out. We just added K cups to the online shop this week. So if you if you're not a grinder, you know, if you, if you don't dig your whole beans or you have an old school or if you don't have the whole the old school uh, coffee drip maker and you're, you're, you're a cake cup person or a pie person, we got you covered. So we have uh, the coffee blends. We have our uh, life is hard breakfast blend. We have our get shit done. We have our less bitching, more riding bikers blend as well. And this week we did introduce the NBA K cups or uh, NBA coffee pods and NBA stands for that's right. No bitch assness. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man, listen. It is, you know, we're on the edge right before Memorial Day. So I want to say happy Memorial Day to us all. Um, it's, you know, it's technically the, the we're, we're on the edge, the cusp of summer summer and you know this year is just doing its own thing <laughs> it's doing its own thing and but you know the season the days are going by fast the weeks are going by fast 
the months are going by fast. And honestly, I'm cool with that. If, if we can get to the other side of all of this nonsense, the sooner, the better, um, and, and the safer and healthier and all that stuff. We we I, we we want to get through it uh, and just get to the other side and we will get to the other side. You know, I've been talking about getting back to the get back. And that's what your boy is focused on. So um, happy Memorial's Day. Happy Memorial Day. I'm sorry. Say Memorial when I was a kid. Memorial's like, no, just happy Memorial Day. I want to get that right. Um, in the biker community, in the biker community, Memorial Day weekend, the, the official jump off of summer always was indicative of the time to head down to South Carolina, head down to Myrtle Beach, head down to Atlantic Beach uh, for bike week, for black bike week. And, you know, I just I, I've i been watching the gram and social media and I see that some people have gone down um, and, and the videos and pictures that they are posting you know, times have changed. There's a funny thing, though. Um, bike week stopped being bike week to me, to me, the vibe that it was. And we've talked about that on the show before. Uh, I've talked about that with BT. I've talked about that with my bro, Leon, uh, from Throttle Life. Uh, you know, it, it's been brought up several times that how Black Bike Week in South Carolina it's it just changed the rules and regulations that they applied to Black Bike Week. Um, it just made it difficult to impossible to have a good time down there on the bike. If you were going down there for the parties and 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 the drinking and the and the what have you and the extracurricular activities, all right, yeah, it may not have affected you. But if you went down there to ride and be a part of the events and be a part of uh, to be a part of the culture you know, the bike culture, they really, really made it hard. And what really pissed me off is that how they treated Harley, the Harley rally, which was about a week before the week before, uh, and, you know, same town, same town, Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They treated the Harley rally so much different, so much different. Um, they didn't they had rules and regulations, of course, but they really tightened the screws for the brothers and sisters. And and, and, and when I say brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about color of skin. I'm talking about uh, perspective of soul. I like that. I like that perspective of soul. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so but they really did uh, make it. I'm going to say impossible. The last time I went, my wife and I went down and it was not. It just wasn't it just it was hard, man. We we did what we did because we do us, um, you know, and we got out for our ride. And but it really wasn't it wasn't it wasn't what it was. And to, to remember what the heyday was, what I'm going to call the golden age, uh, you know, in the 2000s, uh, the late 90s, like all that, that the glory days, the glory days of Black Bike Week. I I just don't see it happening um, ever again. And now you add in what's going on with the pandemic and the virus. Yeah, I doubt if it will ever come back in the throngs that it was. Um, but but the pictures that I'm seeing, you know, people still go down. You got some diehards. And it's not to say that I'm not diehard. It's just that, you know, life takes a different turn. And I've got more responsibilities and more situations to be dealing with. Um but I'm still there in spirit as long as there's something if it, if it has to do with bikes and, and has to do with the culture, your boy, Mr. Black Moses is there in spirit. Believe that. So 
the pictures in, in, in the, the social media that I'm seeing uh, from Memorial Day, Black Bike Week uh, weekend is, it, it's, you know, it's dismal, dismal. Like the town looks like it, it, it's a ghost town. I'm compared to what it was. If you take pictures of what we call the strip uh, in Myrtle, where the bikes would just, you know, right along, there was like the boardwalk, and then there was like that main street right next to the boardwalk, and there were like hotels and businesses, excuse me, or in between the main street and the beach or in the boardwalk, and then we call that the strip. And there was a, you know, in the heyday, we would just cruise that, and you would go out there at any time of day. You go any time of day, and it was just nothing but bikes, nothing but bikes. Um, you would cruise up to Kings Highway, and then there was, as you were heading to North Myrtle, uh, there was the Hooters at the uh, at the Myrtle City, uh, the mall. I forget what the name of the mall was, but the mall right there, big mall, big mall, big parking lot. And there were so many activities and jump offs that happened. Uh, that's how it used to be. It was just like. A multi-day, 24-hour bike fest night during the day. That's what it was. It didn't even matter. what you If you went out there at 3.30 in the morning, it might as well have been 2 o'clock in the afternoon because every people, we were just out. We were just out and there were bikes all over the place. And that town makes so much money, so much money. So like, I, that's the other thing that kind of made me think that, you know, perspective of soul, perspective of souls, we, we, we had a little bit of, issue with the color they had a little bit of issue not this i don't think it was the city it may have been the city but i know it wasn't the vendors i know it wasn't the business people because they were making money and my rule of thumb is if you don't you don't have to like the color of my skin but if you like green wait till i leave town and you can say whatever you want about me because i just won't care just don't say it to my face we'll be all good but while you're counting the money you can say what you want but when i show up to spend bread I just expect to be treated with respect and in a professional manner. Um, and that's the thing I do. I don't understand like how they could turn away as a tourist town. It's Myrtle Beach um, as a tourist, de- as a destination. How could they turn away so much money? We're talking about millions of dollars, millions of dollars that they turned that they've turned away. Um, and when in a time when everybody's hurting, even more so now, you would imagine that, look, every cent counts and it doesn't matter. Like I said, you don't have to like the color of the person's skin, but if you like the color green, you better be a professional business person. So I don't think that it was so much of the the business owners. It was more about city council and, you know, just their conflicts and what have you. Anyway, moving on. Um, It would be now, it would be, it would be, you know, just that time when we would be down there on the bikes and I can, I have such fond memories. I have such fond memories of just riding and, you know, just, oh man, Jason and I, big bro, shout out to my bro, Jason Britton. Uh, We've done shows down there and it was like an annual thing, you know, it was an annual thing. We would be down there at the dealership and and, and just rolling around and we've shot super bikes down there and um, we've done so much. It's just such a, good time man you know i think back on those days and i look at pictures and i just i get a warm spot warm fuzzy spot in my heart um it'll never be the same it'll never be the same but you know that's what you build memories for that's why you build memories um so we're talking about black bike week i've talked about the the good memories there are also some not necessarily bad memories or uh 
I just I'm I'm, I'm put it like this. With with ever whenever there is a gathering, a large gathering of of people with motorcycles. I'm good. Let's keep it. Let's keep it indicative. Let's keep it on point with the bike community. So whenever there's a large amount of bikes uh, for a number of days, bike theft is a becomes a rampant. It's always an issue. It's always an issue. But when you put that many people and that many motorcycles together, there were some people and I'm going to use that. I'm using that term politely. There's some assholes that went down there specifically with the purpose of stealing motorcycles. And I hate a thief. I hate a thief. Um, There were people that would go down to Myrtle specifically for the point and purpose of stealing bikes. Because you have to remember, as I mentioned, with 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 Black Bike Week being uh, like a, a rolling show, bike night festival, multi-day, 24 hours, people would bring out their best of the best. So we're talking about everything from custom bikes and things you had, classic bikes, things you haven't seen, things that you didn't know could exist and all kinds of things that you only, you know, maybe read about in a Mac. Oh, you saw all kinds of stuff, all kinds of crazy machines that were built and put together. And there's a lot of bread. There's a lot of bread in those streets. Those bikes were very, you could tell there was a lot of money put time and money, time and effort placed in these bikes. So, Paint jobs. Oh, man, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So you whenever you have, you know, the amount of product bikes in one place, it becomes very attractive to thieves and people who are of ill will. And Myrtle always had a but you can't just say Myrtle anywhere. Daytona, same thing. Um, Anywhere you go where there's a large amount of. Of, and I'm talking about Daytona Bike Week. There's always when there's a lot of bikes, especially with people who are coming from out of town. They get you know you get plotted on people. There's in people in town, um, and then there's people that travel. It's like yo, look, there's this event going on here, and there's gonna be a lot of bikes. And if you're a bike thief, that's where you you gravitate toward. And so that's the thing that I hate. I hate 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 a thief. Um, because if I've worked hard, you know, your boy, Mr. Black Moses is on the grind. If I'm on the grind and I have been blessed with the opportunities, like I said, make sure when you, when you hear a knock and you check the ID of opportunity, you look through the people and you have them show the credentials. OK, when you are when opportunity knocks and you verified its credentials. That, you know, that's that's what I've been able to do. And I and I think that anybody can do what I do, maybe not on the level that I do it or the way that I do it. But that's me. Um, but there's opportunities that exist. And so you can afford yourself to work hard and, and, and put your mind to something and focus on something and achieve a goal. And if it's to go and get a bike to buy a bike, that's what it's about. That's what it should be about. I. But the concept of letting someone else do all the hard work, do all the hard work, and then you just plot and go and take what's not yours, you know, like on on some old Onyx slam. <laughs> what's mine is mine and yours is mine. And 
Okay, all that. Like, that irks me. It irks me. And, you know, I there's a song by 21 Pilots called Car Radio. And if you get a chance, I'm no, I'm not, not, not if. Listen to the song. It's the most saddest. It's a rocking song. Shout out to 21 Pilots. I love those guys. Um, and shout out to my boy Nathan Verdugo. And the reason why I mentioned <clears throat> Nathan <laughs> with 21 Pilots, I just feel the guys that, that uh, is two, I think it's two friends. Forgive me for not knowing the details of the group, but they're two friends and they're, you know, they can, they compose, they can, you know, comprise uh, the group 21 Pilots. There's only two people in the group, 21 Pilots. Nathan Verdugo, to me, my boy Nate, he reminds me of both of those guys. I feel like if I could Photoshop Nathan into a band photo, he would fit right in. So, um, (laughs) shout out to my boy Nathan. Anyway, moving on. The song is called a car radio and in the song they the 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 i feel so bad for the guy because he's like saying you know he once had a car radio but somebody stole it so now he just sits in silence like he drives around with he doesn't want he he loved that car radio so much that he won't replace it so he's just driving around <laughs> he's like and he's just you feel so bad for the homies like you it's and it's a rocking song but if you listen to what he's saying he's really upset and he's sad and he's he's moved he he, he, he wants to do something because he's angry but he he can't because his car radio is gone and he doesn't want to replace it he's just decided he's decided he's settled on the fact that he's going to sit and ride, drive around in his car in silence because he doesn't want to do anything. But that's that, that emptiness. He's talking, he talks about the hole in his center console. Okay. He talks about, I'm sorry, in in the middle of his dash, he talks about that, that it's missing and, and, you know, and it's part of him that's missing and it's not the same. And, And so he just, it's silence. That's it. That's all he can deal with. So listen to the song, 21 Pilots, Car Radio. But that's the feeling like the reason why the reason why I love that song is because it truly true to me. It truly captures that sentiment of what it's like to have something taken from you. Okay, that you've worked for, that you've earned and you've you figured out how to get it. You saw the you made a goal and you accomplished it. And then somebody comes along and takes it. And to me, there. Oh, man, it's like I've had things stolen from me. I've had things taken from me. Um, and there's you want to do something and it's like, oh, if I was only here when it happened or, you know, it's just moments later you turn around like these those all those could have would have should is all those things come into play. But at the end of the day, you know, you, it's gone. You know, your, your shit is gone and you're left feeling like with this hole, like this hole in your stomach and like, wow, you, you can't do anything. Oh, it's the worst, the worst. So, um. I hate a thief. I hate a thief. So what you know? What are, what are some of the things that you could do to protect your belongings, to protect your bike, you know, from getting uh, jacked, bike jacked? You dig? Um, and, and just to throw back to Myrtle, go back, throw back to Myrtle. Um, you would see a lot of bikes when they were not being ridden. You know, like at the hotels or the the beach houses they would be chained up because you, if you went down in a group you would chain your bike up all together that you, you just change your bike change your bike up it was a take one big chain running through the wheels of all the bikes so 
it was you know big ass bike lock bike lock and then you know and that was effective but with with theft I, I i started off talking about myrtle because it's you know it it's memorial day however bike theft is rampant across the nation i'm assuming worldwide but i live here so i can only speak here but i would imagine that people are stealing bikes all over the world and also on social media, I'm seeing way more, way more an elevated, elevated um, number of posts referring to referencing bikes that have been stolen. If you've seen this bike, please call reward. Um, it's like almost every day, almost every day, definitely every other day. But sometimes like every day I'm seeing a post that is referencing a stolen bike. Um so, you know, it, it's you, we have to be more vigilant as motor as our motorcycle community. We have to be vigilant. And, you know, this was one more note I want to make. I want to make a note about this. A lot of times the bike thieves are members of our community. And that sucks. That sucks. And they either take them to a chop shop or they take them to so out of state or whatever, and they'll change a paint number. What they'll change a paint, the paint. They'll change certain parts. And, you know, it's just, it's just sickening to my stomach that somebody from the community could. I, I actually, if they're if they're a bike thief, then they're not part of the community. They're just a cancer to the community. Um. So you know, I, I again, there are. It, it's just rampant. It's just rampant, and, and and it needs to stop. You know, go get a job, you bum. Get a job. <laughs> If you're stealing bikes because you want a bike, you're doing it wrong. Go get get a job, and then buy a bike. Buy it. You'll appreciate it more. Trust me, you'll appreciate it more. I'm doing you. If there's a thief that's listening to this podcast, Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, I'm giving you a little bit of game right now. Get a job. Get a job. Buy a bike. You'll appreciate it more. You'll appreciate it more when it's your money. You, you, you dig me? You dig me? Um, moving on. Moving on. What are some of the things that we can do as a community, as motorcycle owners, to protect ourselves from theft? Look, honestly, I, I've been around the sun a number of... <laughs> I sound like an old dude. I've been around the sun. I've been around the sun enough times to know that if somebody really wants something, the only thing that's going to stop them from getting it is death. Um, so... We can do our utmost and our best to to make sure that what's ours remains ours. So I'm going to advise everybody to do some investigating on anti-theft devices, uh, motorcycle wheel locks. Um, there's there's uh, Abus, A-B-U-S. They're a great company. Um, they're a little bit pricing, a little bit pricing, but they do indeed, they do indeed make a solid, solid wheel lock that it gets locked on. It's a device that gets locked onto your front wheel, um, your front brake uh, disc, your front brakes, brake disc. You lock it on, and once it's turned on, it uh, if the bike is moved, it has a sensor in it. If the bike is moved, I mean, it lets out a pretty loud siren, and you woo, you know, it, it's it's pretty significant. Um, so I would do, I, I would definitely invest in something like that. There are other companies like Kryptonite. They make really heavy duty chains and locking devices. Um, 
there's there's options out there that are the visual approach. So if somebody walks, you know, a lot of bikes, bike thefts are crimes of opportunity where somebody is rolling around and they see a bike that looks lonely. So they say, <laughs> you know, they just pull up and grip it and throw it in the back of a van. And that's what they do. It, a lot of times it's not like they are running up on the bike, starting it and riding it away, riding away. A lot of times they'll pull up in a in a truck or a van. They'll case the place out. They'll see the bike. And there's videos of this on the Internet. You'll see them roll. They'll drive past the bike and then they'll come back around. And it's like those old school Dodge vans with the sliding door. They'll pull up and they'll block the view, the street view. And they will slide the door open, pick up the bike, throw it in the back, close the door, and they're gone. And they're gone. And they take it to wherever they go, chop shop, whatever, and, and do whatever they do to the bike after that point. It's, you know, I feel bad for the bike. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you you watch, and I'm not going to compare it to, uh, you know, an actual a human, a human being who's been abducted. But that's what's happening. These bikes are being bike napped. And that's, it's, oh, I feel, you just feel bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, it's, it's a horrible thing, horrible thing. So, but that leads me to my next device that I suggest, the GPS tracker, GPS trackers are, I think, very important to have. If you care about your bike, you pop a GPS tracker. And there's a lot, a couple of companies out there right now that are making them. Scorpio makes a really, really nice set. Um, you, it's hard, you know, there's some that are hardwired into your bike system, but then some of them are independently powered. Uh, and you can track your bike via satellite. And, you know, the Scorpio system seems to be the dopest to me, to me. Uh, shout out to Scorpio if you guys want to send me one to test. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but it they have it's again, it's once it's installed on your bike, there's motion detection there and you can set the perimeter for how close somebody can get to your bike. Um, there's the siren there or the alarm. There's the GPS tracking. So it, it's they're not that expensive, a um, couple hundred dollars. But if you think about it, it's not just a peace of mind. It's actually keeping your peace, your peace, uh, your piece of property, your piece of property uh, and being able to in the event that someone does take it, take your bike, you have a better chance of finding it. Um, so, I, you know, those are those to me. Those to me are the top two things. You can do now. And, and of course, people say, oh, well, if you put it in your garage <clears throat> or if you put it in a wherever you store your bike, you know, and depending on where you live and how you live, that's, you know, will pretty much dictate how you are able to store your bike. Obviously, if everybody had the ability to have a, a garage with security like Fort Knox to keep their bikes in it, they would. But not everybody is has that liberty so you have to do what you have to do. I would um, strongly, I would just strongly recommend that you, you you look into some type of security system for your bike, and don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted. Um, if somebody wants your bike, they're going to try to get your bike. The best thing you can do is act like everybody wants to take your bike. And so and, and I, that's real talk. If you, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down. The best way to protect your property, the best way to stop, to, 
to do your best to prevent someone from stealing your motorcycle is to exist like everybody wants to steal your motorcycle. You understand what I'm saying? You want to be protected when you get off your bike, lock it down. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, like I said, a lot of these things are a lot of these crimes happen as crimes of opportunity, crimes of opportunity, which means that the thief in that hot second within the scope of 30 seconds, they've located uh, something that they want to steal and then they do it. That's it. And it's gone. So um, if you want to you want to minimize that opportunity. You want to minimize that opportunity for the thief, for the bad guys and girls, because girls do it too. It's not a, it's, it's weird to say, and no disrespect to my ladies, not saying, Hey lady, Hey, ladies can steal just as good as the guys. I'm not saying that, but the reality is that you can't just assume that males are the only ones committing these acts. People, bad people are bad people, period. So you want to minimize the opportunities that the bad people have for taking your property. And the best way you can do that is to exist as if everyone wants to steal your bike. And how do you do that? You protect it. Get Invest in a proper alarm system for your bike. If it's the GPS one, if, if it's the motion sensor, if it's, if it's the wheel lock, if it's um, the chain, whatever it is, if you can store your bike in a place in a locked garage, great. If you can, because again, I would put, I would still have, I would still implement those elements, the alarm, uh, the wheel lock, the chain inside your garage because it's not like the bad people can't pop a garage door and go get what they want like I said if somebody really wants what they want they're going to figure out how to get it the best thing you can do is minimize the opportunity for them to go get it and that's really that's really what it's about that's really what it's about I hate a thief man I really do I can't stand a thief um so as we as we move into summer into this weird 2020 summer, uh, I would I would like for all of us to continue, continue to be vigilant in protecting what is ours. And, and if you think about, if you explode that out, if you're protecting your motorcycle, and we're all protecting our motorcycle, the largest scale aspect of that is that we're protecting our community. And I want us to continue to do so. So we can have, when we get back to the get back, <laughs> When we get back to the get back, because we're going to we're going to get back to it. When we get back to the get back, we will have we will have what we had and more. We will have what we had and more. Um, One more note, one more note for this week's episode. This is the third anniversary of the passing uh, of my bro, my guy, uh, the, the legend, the legend. Nikki Hayden. Um, it was three years ago that Nikki passed away in a bicycling accident in Italy. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's been a long three years, man. It's been a long three years and I miss the bro. And there's, you can, there's so many people that have so many great, great experiences with Nikki and about Nikki and the, the internet's been flooded with great memories and messages and photos and, you know, everybody, the cool thing about Nikki, and we've talked about him on the show before. The cool thing about Nikki is that he was so relatable. 
he was so relatable and I really don't know anybody else like him that that was so relatable to it didn't matter what color you were didn't matter how tall you were didn't have didn't matter how much money you had or didn't have Nikki was just one of those he was he was unique in that way he wasn't one of those people he was a unique person that was accepting and saw things for what they were and it was it's so rare it's so rare and that's what made him so special but when you have that ability that relatability you 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 and you ha- you can connect with so many people. It's easy to understand how much love, how much love he had for people and how much love the people had for him. He's forever, forever, forever our champion. Um, legend indeed. Legend indeed. Shout out to my homegirl, Jackie. Uh, love and miss you, buddy. Um, thinking of you, thinking of the entire Hayden family. Um Thinking of everybody. Thinking of everybody, y'all. Let's get back to the get back. Rest in peace. Nikki Hayden, the Kentucky legend. Let's get it. You dig? That's our show for this week. Listen, man. Please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official. On Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official. And on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like Hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody, this week on Duffified Live, we're talking to Chef Adam Hegstead. He is the founder, the owner of the Eat Good Group. This is a guy who I have been a fan of for the last couple of years, um, ever since I got invited to the first Crave Northwest, which is uh, probably one of my most favorite events through the year. Okay, so Adam is the uh, owner, corporate exec, a whole nine yards of the Gilded Unicorn, um, of the Wandering Table, of uh, Yards Brunchin, Incrediburger and Eggs, Delicious Bakery, okay, Farmhouse Kitchen, Republic Kitchen and Tap House, Honey Catering, this guy, Taco Suave, this guy is a busy, busy man. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And he took the time out to come and talk to us in the middle of a crazy, crazy time. Boys and girls, we've got Chef Adam Hegstead. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.